the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to my mommy and her friends on Trails and Testimonies. Come on, y'all. Let's go. Welcome to Trails and Testimonies. My name is Kim Fitz. You can follow me on Instagram or you can follow Trails and Testimonies on Facebook. So last week I was seriously questioning how Trails and Testimonies would even happen today because everything is on lockdown and with everything going on, I wanted to make sure it still somehow happened, but not carelessly. I wanted to make sure that we were safe. And so here we are in my front yard today and the cord to the mic, it measures exactly six feet and then the other six feet from the device to our guest. So we are safe, almost, what, 10 feet apart from each other. (laughs) So we are safe. Someone that we have the honor of chatting with today. It's so funny because I refused to like them in the beginning. I was in the thick of part of my testimony and I just didn't want to like this person. Fast forward now, there's no way that I could live without this person. We talked about renewal earlier. And part of that was my renewal. And if you even Google the definition of renewal, it's to revive, it's to regenerate, make like new and restore. It even talks about in the Bible how they would take something like mint and cleanse you with that. So today we are talking about renewal with my bonus dad, Tom. Hey, Kim, it's so good to be here. It's springtime. The flowers are blooming. The trees are budding out. The birds are singing. It's a renewal of life. My testimony is just that. My testimony is of, is of renewal. A renewal in, of my love of Jesus Christ and accepting him as my Savior. I really want to start, well, how I grew up. I was born in 1949, so that makes me 71. Very traditional house. Mom was a homemaker and dad worked a laborer's job. Didn't make a whole lot of money, but... We had a strong family, strong spiritual ties. I grew up in the Catholic faith. Uh, I was an altar boy, served Mass every Sunday, several times a week. My mother saw to it that my brother and I went to church every Sunday. That was a big part of our lives. When I got about nine years old, things got a little difficult. My mom was diagnosed with cancer, and for three years she was bedridden. I would come home from school each day and administer medications to my mom, eye drops and ear drops and such as that. And then by her side, she would give me instructions on what was for dinner. Short and little as I was, I would go into the kitchen and start preparing dinner. I had a little stool I would stand on at the stove so I can see inside the pot to stir. And I would reach a certain point and I'd run back to her side and she would tell me what next to do. And so by the time Daddy got home, dinner was ready, and we would eat. Occasionally, Mom 
would join us, but more times than not, we'd bring her something to her bedside. After dinner, then that's when time I would have to do some homework, and my brother would work in the house. He'd clean up, do dishes, and weekends is when we did the other house chores, washing clothes and mopping the floor and such as that. It was a full life. It wasn't a, it wasn't a normal childhood, let's put it that way. It, it was up until I was 9 years old, 10 years old, thereabouts. And that's when things really changed. The difficult part came when she had to have the Eucharist, uh, the c- communion in our church. That was food for her soul. That's something that she she really needed. W- my issue was with the priest in that church, not so much the church itself, but the priest would not come to her side to administer the Eucharist to her at our home. They should have had time to administer to their parishioners. So you felt hurt? I felt hurt. I felt uh, rejection. I felt betrayal. I felt abandoned. Mom passed away when I was 13. I continued to have some spiritual issues. I, I found myself not going to church any longer. felt angry with God, as many people might go through. I, I lost my way. And I think at 13 as well, you're growing up and you're just learning about all these things and you're going through so many changes that you have a lot of questions in general. It's hard for a, a young boy to lose his mother. Uh, she was a very strong influence in my life. We lived next door to her parents. And so once she passed, her parents decided to move on the other side of town with another one of their children. And Daddy, my brother Joe, and I, we moved the opposite way where we already had, Daddy had a piece of land that he wanted to build on. We went our separate ways. It was, it was my, my brother, my dad, and myself. I was having such difficulties in school. I was in a Christian brother's school, so one of our classes was religion. I failed religion. How do you, how do you fail religion? <laughs> well, I was so angry. Every issue that was brought up in class, I questioned. I questioned God. I questioned uh, the church's teachings. I questioned everything. Back then, this was back in the early 60s, there wasn't any counselors. There wasn't anybody to give me any uh, guidance. I was just a troubled child that I guess the authorities there just didn't note that I was going through. And so I did fail. And this was a, a private school. So back then it was $350 a year. Daddy didn't know where he was going to find another 350 to send me to school I ended up getting a job at a convenience store. I get off at school at 3. I went to work at 4, worked till 11 at night, closed up and went home. And so, yeah, that was that was difficult. Not a whole lot of time to do homework and prepare for the next day. Between my dad, my brother, and I, we, we got through it. You'd have to be back to school at 8 a.m. Had to be back to school at 8 a.m. the next day. So, yeah, life wasn't exactly easy. Within a few years, I'd, I'd met a, a girl in high school. We, we hit it off pretty good. We uh, decided we were going to get married at some time. But when college came around, we went to separate colleges, and soon enough she was dating someone else. And again, I felt the abandonment and betrayal and a rejection. I didn't know what to do, where to go. Vietnam was heating up. I decided to join the Navy. And what year was that? 
This was uh, 1970. I joined the Navy. I was in from 70 to 76. When I got out, I got a job at Greyhound. was a mechanic for Greyhound Bus Company. And I was offered a job in Atlanta for Greyhound in 1976. So I moved to Atlanta. So you, that's how you made your way from Louisiana to Atlanta. That's how I made my way, yeah. <laughs> I had got an apartment, and I met someone uh, that I fell in love with, ended up getting married. You see, I married an atheist. It wasn't exactly what I wanted, but I found the woman I loved and who loved me. We had three cats, and we're happy. She was a good wife. She had good values, was loving, kind, faithful, and giving of herself. She was everything I wanted in a woman, almost. We shared many ideas and had similar likes and dislikes. We loved the same activities. Only once did we have a conflict over God and his existence. After a brief discussion, we understood where each other stood and never did the subject arise. We had a, a marriage that lasted for 22 years. One day she came home, decided she wanted to be single, didn't want, to, didn't want me or anybody else. She said she wanted to be single now. And again, for the third time in my life, I felt that rejection, betrayal, and abandonment. All that time, I never lost my faith. I didn't practice my faith. But it wasn't the same as an active Catholic life. But it was a tie that I could never break. And that was, I guess, where I lost my way. The divorce was difficult. Uh, I didn't know where to turn. I began seeing a, a divorce group at a church, and uh, that helped out a lot. But one day on the way home from work, I was at my low point. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to go. I found myself in the middle of the church. No one there, just me and him. I sat in the center of the church. Where the doors were unlocked? You the, just went in? The doors were unlocked. <laughs> uh, they, they locked the door late in the evening, but during the day it was open. And uh, and I went in, I sat there, and I, I gave it to the Lord. I said, hey, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. And I'm asking you to help me. That was the beginning of my renewal. I did a lot of searching. I did a lot of praying. The divorce group was the best thing that happened to me. The minister there, she was wonderful, and she helped guide me. I began going to church. I found someone that I had dated for a, quite a while. Things didn't exactly work out. When I started looking for that special person, I realized she didn't have the qualities that I was looking for. I was just marching time in my life. I had to end that relationship so I could find what it was that I was looking for and where God was sending me. And I couldn't do it still in that relationship. I've heard it said that when one door closes, another door opens. In 2000, in 2008, I met a woman who was going to change my life forever. I'm getting all choked up over here, too. Uh. A mutual friend introduced us, and we began to date, realized how much in common that we had. I truly believe 
from the time of my divorce to the time I met this woman, God knew I needed to prepare myself for what he was going to bring to me. We fell in love and we married in 2016. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. She's made me a better person and I love her dearly. And that's my mama. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) It's so strange, the turn of events that happens in a person's life. But God directs us. He inspires us. If we listen, if we only listen, the guidance is there. All we have to do is follow. And it's that still, small voice. That's right there. I mean, he he never promises that the road's going to be easy, that it's going to be flat ground, no rocks. It's going to be rocky. It's going to be uphill, and it's going to stink sometimes. But he never leaves our side. He's hiking that hard trail with us. It was only after I met Linda, I realized the road that I had been traveling all these years was the wrong direction. It's not where I needed to be, not where I needed to go. I feel now that I'm on the path that God has laid for me. I'm at peace with myself. What Linda was able to give to me was two beautiful daughters and three lovely, gorgeous grandchildren. Four now, now. <laughs> now there's a fourth. <laughs> yes. And in my previous marriage, I had no children. So marrying someone who had two daughters and the grandkids was a whole new life for me. Praise God. I have enjoyed every second. We don't stress you out so much. (laughs) (laughs) A little stress here and there, but I can always send them home. So at the end of every Trails and Testimonies episode, usually I have my hiking bag because we're on an actual trail. They will be open up one day and we'll go hiking again. But until then, I do not have a bag and I do not have my bag of quotes just to um, lessen the spread of any germs. So I'm sure you have a great quote to end us on because we like to end on a happy note with happy trails to you. There's a passage in the Bible, Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to 27. Everyone who listens to these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and buffeted the house, but it did not collapse. It had been set solidly on rock. And everyone who listens to these words of mine but does not act on them will be like a fool who builds his house on sand. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew, and his house collapsed and was completely ruined. That's what I felt my life had been until my renewal. Life is good. Life is good, and we are glad that you're in it. Guys, bye then.